So modest fashion is simply to me anyone or any any way that you want to dress modestly. Um, whether, you know, whatever modesty is to you. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Unfazed with Tazzy Faye podcast, where we have casual down-to-earth conversations about all sorts of topics. On today's episode, I'll be talking to Nida Khadbai, who is a designer at Headed Somewhere, which was previously known as That Hijabi. They are a company that designs and sells hijabs, and she's passionate about social justice issues, diversity, and inclusion, and she actually currently lives in NYC and works there as well. The reason I reached out to her is because I was making this video about modest fashion, kind of dissecting it, talking about all sorts of issues around it, including things like spirituality, um, the, the industry as is, and so I felt like she was a really good person to talk to. So today's episode is going to be about those things. It's going to be about running a business, you know, in the modest fashion industry. It's going to be about topics like spirituality and how that fits into this big machine. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and why you started your business? Sounds good. Sounds good. So my name is Nida. Um, I am the designer at Headed Somewhere. And I basically, I don't even know where to start. Like the whole history with this company has just been so like ups and downs. I kind of, I've been a part of it since like, I would say like, Headed somewhere itself for two years. It started in 2018. Uh, mm-hmm. But before that, it was called That Hijabi. Um, and it's interesting because we actually made the switch from That Hijabi to Headed Somewhere. Um, and I'll, I'll go into a little bit about that in a bit. Uh, but the whole motive about kind of why we started the company, it's me and my sister. I was sorry, the company was purely because for two reasons. Number one was representation. Um, I felt like as someone who was growing up in America, um, I very rarely saw a woman who looked like me in the media. And I felt like I wanted to start a brand or be part of a brand that kind of allowed for that representation and for that diversity, because it's really important for young girls to feel represented when they're looking up at these media, like the media and social media um, and all these different platforms. And by not having that, I, it just always didn't sell well with me. So I wanted to, you know, fix that or be part of something that would allow for that representation. Um, and the second piece was expression. Um, I'm a very expressive person. I always like to wear like mantra bracelets or, you know, those kind of things. I'm always really into that. Um, so I wanted to find a way to allow women who cover or wear modest fashion to express themselves because I felt like very much so it was extremely limited in the options that we have. Like not everyone wants to wear the same tone or at that time, like, I don't know if you remember, but like the pull-on scars, you know, like yeah. there's like, there's so many expressive ways to express yourself. And that's why, like, I don't know if you noticed, like most of our designs or our scarves are very like bold and like, you know, mm-hmm. you can tell what someone, who someone is a little bit of what they like, what they don't. Um, so that's kind of why, uh, you know, I love designing for, for Headed Somewhere. Sure. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I like your points about um, self-expression. And, and so how do you, how do you define modest fashion? Yeah. So I feel like modest fashion, I, I'm going to go into a little bit about the market and the fashion concept of it. So modest fashion is simply to me, anyone or any, any way that you want to dress modestly, um, whether, you know, whatever modesty is to you. So in the modest market, from what I've 
Philippine, it's mostly Muslim women, but there are other women also, like Jewish women they cover, or, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, specific types of sects of Christianity that like to dress more modestly, or even just, I know people who, for the sake of, you know, dressing modestly, they prefer to dress modestly. So it really has all these different layers. Um, it really is what modesty is to you as a person. For me, since I'm Muslim, I value a religion also into my modesty. So I obviously wear the hijab. I like to wear long sleeves. I like to wear, you know, you know, cover all that stuff. For me, that's an important part because of my beliefs. Um, but the modest market as a whole has all these different layers, I guess you could say. And, and so what, what are your thoughts on the current Muslim modest fashion industry? So as someone who has been just seen the market really grow um, from at one point, you know, there was no like barely any representation, no social media, nothing. Um, and now, you know, there are so many different types of people, different um, people talking and all that stuff or expressing themselves. So, you know, it definitely is interesting to see that progression. Like on one end, I'm really happy with the amount of modest representation we have, like the amount of hijabi influencers and hijabi brands and abayas and, you know, all these different other um, things. So, it really does make me happy to see it from like a brand perspective. However, from like an individual perspective, I find it really interesting um, because when it first started, like the whole modest movement and the whole modest market, it was very much so like all these powered hijabi women here, we're wearing our scarves, this is how we're wearing it, all that stuff. And then slowly now you kind of see like a trend on and again, each individual woman's choice is her own. Um, but it's interesting to see a trend where a lot of women are taking the scarf off. Um, so I always wonder like how the market kind of got from a place where we are, this is how we wear scarves and it empowered women to wear the scarf more to a place now where a lot more women are taking it off. Uh, so for me personally, it just kind of, it just makes me more curious than anything else. Um, kind of like what led to that shift, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense. And that's something I get asked, not asked, but people will be like, make a video. So-and-so took their scarf off. Talk about that. Make a video. And I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because you're just like, it's their, like, yeah. their choice, what they wanted. But yeah. I, I So going off of that point, um, I, I had this discussion, I think it was with Hakima. Um and I feel like it's it's a unique spot to be in um, when you're a hijabi influencer because in terms of people taking it off, I think when some of these people who were kind of pioneers in the beginning and really amassed big followings when when the market was still like in development or just growing or just starting, um, you know, people are really upset that people like like these big people who kind of represented it um, took it off, and um, I, I just. I can see why, but I also don't see why. Um, I, I can understand like when someone is promoting something and, and I guess the accusation is that they made a whole career off of it um, and then you just leave. But I feel like when you're a hijabi and you experience that and you live, you wear it for 20 years of your life or whatever it may be. I mean, it's not, it's not like you're Anything you do is associated with hijab, whether you're doing it intentionally or not intentionally. Yeah. And the expectation that someone should just wear it their whole, like, it's still a, am I making any sense? Like, like it's still a, 
it's still a part of their life. They're still a human being going through their own journey. Like, it's not like this is something they need to wear forever. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. just, I feel like it's a complicated thing. And I guess sometimes I don't understand why people get so mad about it, to be honest. Yeah, like at the end of the day, you have to see like, and like by people, people have to understand that it's really just a lot of these influencers are women who are just sharing their life. Like they're just sharing like, you know, that's their creative outlet. Like, you know, it's just a way for them to find maybe joy in their life or whatever. Like it's more something that like a journal or whatever, no one's asking for that heavy responsibility mm-hmm. to own, to represent all the Muslims from everywhere. And the amount of hate some of these influencers get is honestly astounding. Like how many people comment like Haram police and they'll say, don't wear hijab like this, don't wear hijab like this. And oftentimes that's what leads them to take it off also, Mm -hmm. you know, and I agree with you about the career aspect though. And what I've actually seen is like a lot of influencers, what they'll do is like, if they do shift and they take off their scarf because they don't feel comfortable wearing it, they'll just start a new page. Mm -hmm. And I always found a lot of respect for that because for me, it was like, okay, you're, you're respecting your audience by saying, I'm not providing the content that you, you want anymore. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take advantage of the you know, the career that I made and I'm going to start fresh. So there have been so many people who've taken it off that I follow them on their new page and it sits really well with me as someone who's like for my personal account I'm talking about, you mm-hmm. know, it sits really well with me to know that, okay, this, this makes sense to me, you know? Right. So that whole aspect also kind of goes away from that. So that's something I saw and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I think one thing I also find interesting, I know we're going a little off, off topic here, no. but, or not topic, oh, totally but, fun. um, is that I understand that it maybe feels like they sold hijab in a certain way or a certain lifestyle. And that's what people are upset about. Like you, you convince us all to be like that. And then you're, you know, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're leaving or whatever it may be. Why is it that people can't be Muslim women without something on their head? Like, yeah. why, why is it that just because they take it off? That means that somehow that diminishes, um, how much they are Muslim or how much they perceive Muslim or even modest dressing. Cause I know that this is a big piece of modest dressing, but mm-hmm. I, I find that um, sometimes even if, I, even if I ever consider taking it off, that's one of the things that scares me is, and I'm not talking about online, but just in general, yeah. will people just make me feel like I'm not really as Muslim anymore? No, I definitely think there's some entitlement from people's followers and just kind of what they expect. Like, I think it's kind of like, oh, I followed you when you're hijabi, so I expect that, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's the only way you're Muslim. I don't agree with that at all. However, I do think there is a slight responsibility on women who, and I'm talking, even if it were me, I, you know, like if I ever took off a hijab, I would also feel responsibility. If I had a hijab company that was, or like a scarf company where, most of my, you know, audience is that they're following that. Maybe they're trying to get inspired to wear that. Right. So I do feel like if I just change the whole course of my business, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I would feel like, you know, huh, maybe I should just start like a, a new one. I personally would never really get angry for it. And I don't really get why people do that. That is something I feel like I don't, I don't understand why you feel so entitled to someone else's, you know, like it's their life. Like, do you really, right. is that really the biggest thing? to worry about like you know right um 
but it's, yeah. I remembered, I just remembered uh, something from my childhood. So I went to Islamic school. <laughs> this might be a little bit off topic, but I went to Islamic school and I remember in fourth, like we didn't have to wear hijab until I think we got to like sixth grade or something like that. But there was one lady who said, no, they have to start wearing it in fourth grade. And that was right when I was like halfway done with fourth grade. Like we, they had implemented this rule right when I was there. And I remember like, we were all so pissed off. Like, I mean, if someone's yeah. in fourth grade, first of all, fourth grade. Like, okay. <laughs> like, why, why yeah. do they have to wear hijab? But anyway, um, and I remember that. And then the funny thing is I'm still angry about it. I'm like that the lady doesn't even wear hijab and you made a bunch of like little kids, like you enforce this rule that like classes and classes afterwards had to do and you don't even wear it. But that's totally that's, different because that's a rule. <laughs> that's, oh my God, that's, that's like, I can't get over for it. I also went to Islamic school and honestly, some of the Islamic school rules are just shutters. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm like, I don't even want to do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so what is one thing that you would like to see change in the modest fashion scene um, and why? Um, I would have to say I would just love to see more of an unapologetic sense of being a hijabi, of being a covering woman. And I feel like we sometimes don't see that. Um, I feel like a lot of times the way that we represent hijab, even, you know, whether it's like from a brand perspective or just in the market is very much kind of like this westernized version of what hijab should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I, I, I think what really made me realize that even was, I think you did a video on it also Halima, mm-hmm. um, you know, she was talking about, she just, you know, did this whole story about how, um, you know, there's so many times where she was asked to do things that weren't considered real hijab to her it wasn't considered modest to her or it didn't seem make sense to her and it was respectful to the hijab almost and that's something that I really swear about because I'm just like that's so interesting how like like there's there's no like specific moment that says hey this is something that okay this is weird that why am I being asked to do this or why is this considered normal it's like transitional Mm -hmm. um and since then actually it's really interesting because I've started to see lots of people really take their modest their modest seriously they're they're a lot of people have changed like their page around like I know a couple of like these big influencers um you know before they were one type of page and they had one type of modesty and then they shifted to like I'm gonna be more strict with their my my modesty so it was really refreshing to see that and I was like we kind of need more of that Mm -hmm. um in the sense that like not I'm not like the whole modest market as a whole like everyone's individual sense of modesty is their own that's not I'm talking more about like the sense of what hijab is like what Mm -hmm. from like a religious perspective of what is hijab what does that mean and this is what it means um so I thought that's something that I I would definitely like to see change. It would be really refreshing to see that more. No, I agree with you. I think, I think especially, I, I mean, I didn't just look at it for me, like making YouTube videos for this long. When I saw that stuff and made that video, um, it would really inspired me that like, Hey, like for so long, I'm always like, how, how do I make myself more appealing to people? And I think I got to a point where I was like, no, I, how I am is how I am. And if people like it, if people don't like you, it is what it is, you know? And um, that honestly is something like, I actually look up like off the rails. I know, but I actually look up to you about that because that's something that I don't see much of like, and I struggle with myself. Like I struggle with trying to stay authentic, try not to like go into the, like whatever 
else is doing. And that's why like Halima's whole story and like, you know, all these, like a couple, there's a handful that I can think of and you're one of them. I feel like you really embodied just being yourself and not caring what other people think. Like I said, we need more. Thanks. Of that, like, and it's yeah. refreshing to see it. Just saying. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very challenging thing, especially when we're in a time where, I don't know if you watch the social dilemma, but um, yeah. you know, we're constantly like our brain is just like constantly being manipulated to think a certain way and act a certain way. I mean, so that we buy stuff. So, you know, it's, it's really hard to get outside of, um, or break outside of that. And I think part of it is also going back to what you had mentioned earlier. You know, if we talk about, you know, it's nice that young girls have, have someone to look up to now and, um, you know, they, they, there's like all this stuff that didn't exist then when we were younger, you know? Um, but at the same time, are we kind of just recreating a different beauty standard? Are we just making our own machine that's saying you have to look like this, you have to dress like this, everybody has to, you know, if you want to be popular, you know, you got to wear these tones and, 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 you know, I, I feel in some ways sometimes when I look at the modest fashion scene, Maybe I guess it depends on who you're following, but I do feel like sometimes it becomes like now I start to feel bad because I don't look like that instead of me feeling empowered that, oh, like there's people who look like me, you know, out and doing these things. No, that's a really interesting way because you're 100% right. Like I have, I actually haven't looked at it that way. Like maybe in trying to battle one beauty standard, we've created our own really right you're really true because and i i think sometimes you know there's so many times when i catch myself going through social media from like a personal perspective i'm just like wow i don't i don't do this or i don't i could have i could do this better and it's that's like just the art i feel like of any industry any fashion industry any social media and it's like where's the line like you know what what is considered enough what is considered not enough what is considered okay to represent and what's you know it's those are good questions <laughs> but for you I mean going into like talking about your business because I feel like your your hijabs are really unique I, I I don't see anything like that honestly how do you stay that way how do you keep yourself from um not going down a path where you just start to make the same hijabs that everybody else is making and and you know same styles same materials that kind of a thing Thank you, first of all. Um, I, I have to tell you, it's very difficult and it's like a daily struggle um, to the sense, because the thing is, it's it's much easier to do what everyone else does because you know it works, right? Mm-hmm. To do something that nobody else does, it's, 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 str- it's like, it's hard. But I feel like I'm really blessed to be around really great people who push me mm-hmm. and to constantly be open to feedback. I think that's the biggest thing that I've at least tried to implement. And I hope to be better also, especially by the people close to you. Like, you know, you're always going to get here. You're always going to get people who'll be like, what the hell are you doing? But to be open to feedback and critique from the people close to you, I think it really helps you grow. And that's something that I've kind of incorporated, you know, since I started. And I feel like I have seen, that, you know, like, like my friends will, or people in my life will challenge me like, Hey, I noticed that you don't do this or in your models, why do you only have this? Like, in the, you know, in the beginning, like it's very easy to, you don't have a, another model, another like sample of what a business should look like. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I think, I think having a good circle and having people that push you is definitely, definitely really important surrounding yourself with that. 
Okay. So I guess we'll get into the spiritual aspect of dealing with something so material. So, um, you know, some would argue that fashion is materialistic and doesn't have spiritual value or the way that the industries and the way that we run companies and businesses, there's no way that it can embody that because there's money involved. Um, so that it does not have a spiritual value and that in a way it goes against what the hijab is supposed to be. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? So I feel like for me as a hijabi, as a hijabi woman, I think I like, like putting business aside, um, just from like a fashion perspective, like a day to day, when you go out, when I go out, I wear like a scarf, I wear like my regular long sleeve clothing and my long pants or whatever. So I'm wearing, I'm wearing clothes, um, so for me, having the opportunity to express myself in those clothes is very important because I feel like it helps. It's kind of a mindset for me almost. Uh, that's what fashion becomes for me. It's like by having the opportunity to express yourself, by having that chance to, you know, say I'm a Muslim woman in this world and here I am here, you know, I'm unapologetic for it. You know, like I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm not going to be ashamed of being a hijabi Muslim woman. I feel like fashion plays a really big role in that. Um, and I've had so many customers and followers say this, that for example, like some women are like dentists um, and they wear the heartbeat hijab or they go to interviews and they said that they just, they felt so empowered during the whole interview. They got it. I've had not one, but like many people tell me that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it goes to show like it's like, it's kind of like a push. Um, so that's from like an expressive point of view. And in terms of like a materialistic point of view, I don't believe that it's wrong to want things as long as it doesn't get into, in the way of your faith. And again, that's each individual person's own viewpoint and their own reflection to themselves. Like there's nothing wrong with, you know, nice things, like even, um, on Eve, you know, the process of said to dress nicely, to dress, you know, to feel happy about yourself. So from like a spiritual perspective, I don't believe there's anything wrong with that. Um, as long as you maintain your modesty level according to your faith. Um, and of course I'm not like a scholar or anything, but that's just like my own personal belief on the matter. Like I find fashion to be a really great tool to get closer to my dean instead of to get further from it because it makes me feel proud of being muslim if that makes sense yeah no it does it definitely does um okay i think that's all the questions um but yeah do you have any last thoughts or anything that you wanted to share with the audience no i just feel like you know this has been really great i'm really excited i think this is a really great topic to talk about because you know i like I said, like ever since Halima's story and all that and seeing all these people start to talk about the connection between spirituality and like fashion, I've just been more and more intrigued and questioning my own self more. So I hope that this video helps me like think a little bit more as well as other people too. So I'm really excited for it and I, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited that I was able to interview you and thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. And that concludes today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate the support so much, as always. And I want to give a special thank you to the editor of the podcast, Faison. You can find him on SoundCloud and Instagram at Faison Beats. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give me a rating and a review. It will help a ton. And if you want to help keep this podcast going, you can support by giving a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes on the Anchor FM podcast page. And that's all I have for you guys. So this is Tezzy Faye signing out.
Bye. Bye.